Fee fi fo fum. I am a giant. Here I have come. <laughs> no. Welcome to a round of the book reviews. Today I have the book for you, The Food of the Gods by the one, the only H.G. Wells, Herbert George Wells, if you didn't know what the H.G. stands for. This book was written in 1904 by what is known as the author, or basically the father of, of science fiction. H.G. Wells wrote a great many books, including The Time Machine and um, was it War of the Worlds? No, I can't remember. But he wrote a shitload of books in, in any case, and this is one of them. This is a story of the discovery and proliferation of a serum of a some sort of material. It's not really said whether it's a liquid or whether it's a food, uh, but it's called Hereclophobia or Boom Food or the Food of the Gods. And in essence, this is a substance which disinhibits growth in the limits, disinhibits the limits of growth. So things can grow to abnormal sizes. So basically, uh, two scientists discover this and they're like, let's test this out in the world. So they go try and try it out on chickens and these chickens grow to the size of cars. Unfortunately, they hire some pretty incompetent people and so the food escapes and it starts, rats start eating it, plants start getting it and so Soon things which are like grass grows to the size of like a human being. What used to be a small plant, a wheat stalk is now like a forest. And the rats themselves grow, I think, to the size of like large dogs. And obviously this causes problems with the society they're in. And so I should have mentioned earlier that they're in sort of England in I guess like the 1900s sort of period. Uh, and this whole... This whole story is about what happens when you have some rapid changes and how, do human, does, how does humanity react to that? So basically these kids who, who get the food as well and uh, uh, fed the food grow up to the size of 40 feet. So around, I think, 10 to 12 meters, something like that. And we see how society changes with regards to everything that's going on, how they handle it. Uh, going to give a bit of a spoiler here it ends up in war <laughs> so we don't really see the end of the book because it cuts short of the actual war but you start to see like okay there's going to be uh it's, it's almost like a new race has been created like if aliens came and we were at war with them it's sort of the same thing these things are so different that there's just internal conflicts and that's what naturally happens with humans so some of the themes of the book other inventions or discoveries that can or should be uninvented. One of those we could potentially say is that atom bomb, if we could disinvent it, should we do it? And they, they try this in the book as well. They sort of explore the theme of like, this thing has been invented and there's people out there who are saying, no, 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 we need to get rid of this. We need to stop this because it's going to change everything. Uh, in this case, it was impossible to, to stop because it's like a tiny little material. If you just throw it into the air, it carries in the air and then other things start growing and growing to a, a ridiculous size. So it's like, and it could be invented by just one or two dudes. So obviously that would be impossible to stop. But it does raise those questions of, of should that be a thing? It doesn't really answer them, but it does raise the questions. How to handle a situation with rapid changes and questions of safety safety and liberty, what is ethical when things are changing so quickly, quickly? And 
this was one thing I talked about with Juan on a recent podcast was technology sort of drives changes with regards to our morals and what we consider acceptable and not acceptable. So with the advent of autonomous driving vehicles, we start to see, okay, we need to start getting serious about what is morally ethical in the terms of is it okay to plow into pedestrians to save the life of a kid and a family in a back car or whatnot? So there's there's all these questions that raise get raised by technology, and this is one of them. Is it ethical to raise kids to these giant sizes, and what can you do with them? Can they? Do you have to like send them away? Should they be constrained in a jail cell because their size just causes problems? They can inadvertently kill people just by stepping on them, things like that. So there are these, these questions that get raised when there are such rapid changes. And it doesn't require much to change our lives rapidly and very profoundly as well. In this book, it was size. Uh, nowadays, we're going through the coronavirus. So we saw how quickly, like a snap of the fingers, everything was shut down. You can't go out to concerts. You can't go out to bars. You can't go out and basically do what human beings really like to do, which is socialize. So how how does this affect and are there ways that we can mitigate changes like this without doing stupid shit essentially uh i think one of the yeah the coronavirus is a perfect example of this and there's there's things we did wrong and things we did right with that as well and different countries did different things wrong and different things right so just interesting this book i i wish i'd actually read this before the coronavirus because it would have been really interesting to go like oh wow there can be really rapid changes in a very short period of time. Uh, and one of the other things that it questions is what does isolation do to an individual? So in this case, the, the individuals are isolated because of their size. So these kids grow up to these ridiculous proportions, 10, um, yeah, 40 feet tall, 10 meters tall, the size of like a three-story building, something like that. And you just have to ask, because there's not that many of them, how is it like to live when your parents, by the time you're five years old, they couldn't control you because you were the size of a, of a fully grown adult? What does that do psychologically to someone when they can't have friends, when they can't have a normal life in essence? So it was interesting going through that. Basically for him, he, he explored a couple of characters who, they didn't go insane, but they certainly weren't having a fulfilled life and they ended up dying or going on a rampage or whatever just because they, they didn't have what everyone else had in a sense. Why am I different? Why is this blah, blah, blah. So my own observations of the book, uh, there was many paths for a writer to take. And especially if they start off with like a relatively simple concept, which for this book was is there, there's a magical thing. Well, it's not magical. It's a discovery that makes things grow. Where can I take it from here? And I was really intrigued by the whole idea. And I started off the book when I read the first two chapters was like, oh, wow, this could be really interesting. I'm, I'm wondering where he's going to go with this. For me, I was a bit disappointed. I wanted to know more of the small changes that would happen in the lives of, of everyday regular humans, such as how, how do they tr transport? How do roads deal with people who are the size, their, their feet are the size of cars, you know, how, how do they maneuver and get around and, and like all the small changes that would result from that. 
but he sort of stayed on a more grander scale and I, I just felt like even the, the war, I was interested, oh, like there's going to be a war between small people and, and people the size of, of houses. How are they going to fight them? What will they, what will like the small people do, the little people and what will the, the giants do? But he didn't really get into that, which I was a little bit dis- disappointed by, but you know, he's the one who wrote the book. So I can't say, oh, this would have been, he should have done this, but I would have liked if he'd explored these different areas. And I guess that's what made the book a little bit disappointing for me. I didn't get what I wanted out of it, especially after I'd started reading and was going, oh, okay, like I'm getting excited. This is interesting. The character of Kosa, the engineer in the book is probably one of my favorites. And I would say out of every book that I've ever read, like fictional, this dude is pretty close to the top of being like a really good character that I would love to meet in real life and, and have like a full book just on this dude. He exemplifies everything I love in the, like the British or the, I'd, I'd say the British, but also just a, an archetype of a person. And for me, that archetype is, is basically George Orwell, Eric Blair, who wrote 1984 amongst other things, Animal Farm as well. And it's that sort of British deadpan style nonchalant i'm just going to do things do an amazing thing and then like not even notice not even care not brag about it just get down to business we got stuff to do let's go uh huda that that sort of character i absolutely love and they capture it he captures it in this book with the the attitude the person the character of kosa so uh it was worth for me reading the book just just for this dude and I would have loved, I haven't actually checked, but I imagine there's not a full book just on Kosa, but man, I would, I would absolutely love that because that sort of character just is right up my alley. So in summary, it's interesting, but it's not captivating for me. I really liked the start of it, but the more I read, the less interested I became in the book, which is a little bit of a shame, but hey, that's how books go. So I am giving it a five out of 10. H.G. Wells, The Food of the Gods. Absolutely love the character of Kosa though. So there is still some enjoyment to be taken from it. And what's something pragmatic I'm going to take from the book? Well, I want to be like Kosa, the, the character that he exemplifies parts of him. I don't want to be that exact character, but I think there's nothing wrong with looking at someone or a, a person or a character and, and wanting to be like them. We see that in movies, kids wanting to be Batman or Superman. We see that in books, me wanting, me, me wanting to be Kosa, me wanting to be have, you know, characteristics of some of the most important people ever who did amazing things and were amazing people, Marcus Aurelius, for example. So that's something pragmatic I'm going to do from that, try and figure out like what attitudes, what parts of his character are things that I think I should work on and, and can use to become a better person. And that's it for today. Let me know what you thought of the book. If you've read it, what were your thoughts? If not, what could I have done better to explain more of? And if you have any book recommendations for me, if you have seen the sort of books that I like to read and think there is something that would interest me in that same sort of genre or type, whatever, let me know. And that is it for today. Kyron out.